Hello everyone and welcome to episode 29 of the Academica Vertex podcast. I'm your host Aditya and as usual I have my two co-hosts Chris and Shiva with me. Well game week 31 is still ongoing because I think the Burnley Everton game is going to be played tonight and we still have I think two Champions League games left. But game week 31 did it go according to the plan so far? Uh, most of us are relied on Burnley assets. This is definitely a six-pointer game for both the teams. Vegas I mean one point Uh, I mean, Burnley defense one or two points max. Gordon didn't play for Everton. Most of them got him in as a budget option. Things not going according to plan, but everybody is looking to finish the next run of seven game weeks at a high. Nevertheless, game week thirty six, thirty seven fixtures were announced, and everybody is excitedly looking forward to using their chips. And all the planning games have begun. So I'll go straight away to Chris. How was your game week thirty one? Um. Yeah. I, once again, I think uh, this game which I just uh, wants to forget. Uh, uh, Salah captain blank. I think that was a bit ir- irrelevant. Uh, because he had a really high EO. So, but he seems off it. I I have to say I'm really really thinking that uh has dipped in form and uh the Spurs boys. Uh, did a nice job. I had Davies and Kulusevski, but unfortunately, uh, you know, Son uh, has outscored Kane in the last two weeks, which has really, really uh, hurt my rank. Uh, besides that, I had many no-shows. The uh, Bradford got a nice zero. James zero. Arnold uh, Broha nothing. So yeah, not a good week for me, guys. And Shiva. I am on 43 points as of now, but I have three players to go. Uh, today's game is uh, pretty important to me. I have Pickford, Tarkovsky, and Vegas left, so I'll be looking forward to this game uh, a lot. And I hope that uh, three of them give me more than eight points, so I can be on a green arrow. Uh, that's what the live FPL dot net website tells me that. If I get more than eight points from three of these, then I'll be on a green arrow, which will make me happy. So let's hope for that. Uh, and 32 uh, game week is not looking good on as a bus team, but yeah, we will talk about that. Yes. So with regards to my team's performance so far, the only thing that is a bit hurting me is Doherty is on my bench as a second sub. Oh, that's harsh. Yeah, really so harsh. I expected Arsenal to keep a But, clean sheet, so White is going to come on for Trent, and I think I just messed up there with those things. Why didn't you bench him, uh, Newcastle at home? I mean, Newcastle I mean, did score, match... right? To be fair, I expected. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I okay. expected both the neither of the teams, Arsenal and Spurs, to keep clean sheet. But I mean, so happens that he scores a goal. So I mean, an assist, an assist, a goal and an oh, assist. So I mean, you can't predict. Nevertheless, no, I mean, yeah, yeah. nevertheless, I I took a hit also, and despite of speaking in the last podcast, don't triple up on Burnley, and I did end up tripling up. I removed Ramsdale for Pope, I removed Kilman for Connor Roberts, and I removed uh, who was the last guy, Jimenez for Jimenez? yeah, my gosh, I mean, there two were template transfers. The other one was like, I expected Burnley to have another double in around thirty four. I don't think that's going to happen. It's going to be pushed towards the end. So I mean, not bad. I mean, considering game week thirty-three, those moves were done. So I mean, I'm on thirty-five points. So that's thirty-nine with a minus four. But 
yeah my rank is going in the wrong direction i was 30k it's gone to 50k so <laughs> i i yeah. need to do some damage control nevertheless enough of whining we'll have to move on to game week 36 and 37 because those are the hot topics in terms of the fixtures that did come out a day back or so so we've got confirmed fixtures that in in game week 36 there'll be 10 teams that will double and in game week 37 i think there will be six teams that play twice and we still have doubts regarding man city wolves and west ham because man city could either double in 36 or 37 wolves could double in 36 or 37 and west ham could either uh, double in 36 or have two single game weeks or they could blank in 37 <laughs> so many permutations there all because of the champions league the fa cup the conference league europa league and all those things are also going to play part in terms of you know moving fixtures here and here and there around so i'll go to shiva first things first what are your initial thoughts looking at game week 36 and 37 although yes most of us are dead certain to use our free hit in 36 uh, most will look to bench push in 36 or 37 what do you think would be some sort of let's say the even ground that people can choose so when the fixtures were out first thing that i noticed and it may may have been because uh, it's particularly related to my team is that burnley are not going to double in 34 or 35 as you said so even with my 32 transfer i have planned pope in for uh, sa uh, i'm now rethinking that transfer uh, because burnley are not going to double in 34 and 35 and when they are going to double in 37 it may be the week where you know i could use the free hit so uh, the main things uh, to take away from those fixtures drop is uh, man city fixture is not yet there but if we are sure of not using the free hit in 33 i think we can plan our free transfers in such a way that we can keep an option open to use free hit in either 36 or 37 depending on the how the cup semi finals go and you know who gets qualified and if chelsea are really going to play uh, two times in three days and stuff like that because if you really want to target teams for 36 and 37 there are i think uh, four teams who are playing who are doubling in both 36 and 37 those are leicester everton uh, chelsea and one more or maybe there are only the, those three and it it would make sense you know to load up on those players at this point but one of those two game weeks is going to be free hit so you really need to plan your transfers in uh, in a such a way that you don't end up spending transfers on players who you are going to you know drop out on a free hit and stuff like that so uh, all in all i think the fixtures really look good for everton and leicester and good thing is that you don't need to load up on them at this but yeah for those who were relying on um, burnley double in 34 and 35 maybe they need to have a plan b now where or actually you can you know bench your burnley assets and uh, go from there so someone who has cotino and uh, uh, luka dean still i am really hoping that crystal palace uh, beat chelsea because if that happens then still we are looking at uh, aston villa double game week getting moved from game week 37 to 35 so that uh, change can still be there so those who have villa assets might uh, have a fixture uh, eye on that fixture uh, cup tie crystal palace uh, versus chelsea uh but yeah i mean those were my initial thoughts and obviously for man city uh, i'm keeping my free hit just to make sure that whenever the man city are going to have double game week just get their three best assets who look by the way of you know rotation the form around that time and you know their uh, reach in the european and cup cup games as well well i think you were justified 
his opinion there what about chris what are your initial thoughts uh, honestly i just i just think the someone who like me who has no free hit i think the way the fixtures have fallen the free hitters are not in the best position i think with the uncertainty created uh, there's there's really fine margins as to where it's going to be a successful free hit so I think as someone who doesn't have a free hit, I'm not really worried about this. I do have my bench boost though, and uh, I'm really I really want to prioritize uh, teams that have many doubles, and it's it's gonna be a bit tricky like with Leicester because they've got a really nice double in 33, they've got Villa, Tottenham, and then again a really nice double in, in 36, Everton, Norwich, and then again double in uh, 37, Watford and Chelsea. Uh, a lot depends on the European competition, of course, if they're gonna prioritize that, which they probably will. But I think you definitely need at least one uh, Leicester player for this run of doubles, and I, I, I'm keen to like uh, you know gamble on someone and see if he can get uh, I can get most out of those fixtures. But I don't see uh, many great opportunities at the moment. Uh, I think short term, uh, 33. Man United have really, really nice uh, doubles, and they got a nice fixture in 32. So we can. Uh, I think there's a discussion to be made about Salah to Fernandez. Definitely, uh, it's really short term. But if you don't play now, short term, when are you gonna play? When are you gonna attack the fixtures? And I think uh, if you're chasing, in the case that I am, uh, find myself to be in. I think. It's uh you need to start capitalizing your opportunities, and not think uh, about the the end of the week. I just think you need to play the game a bit more uh, instinctively, if I may say. Of course, uh, we we shouldn't ignore good fixtures, single fixtures with good teams, and that's something I don't want to do. Uh, therefore, I just I just want to see how City how the title race goes and decide on the City and Liverpool assets. Uh, After that is decided, basically. So I just want to have a a better picture. Uh, yeah, that, that's pretty much what it is for me right now. Yes, this weekend the game City Liverpool is going to be one of the maybe title defining games, so called. Even though Klopp says or Pep's Pep might say that mm, game result doesn't matter and all, but in inside them, inside their camps, they must be feeling this is a game wherein is a must win for both the teams. But we'll see how. This game's result is going to shape up the remainder of the season and the title race. I think just going through Twitter's timeline, something has popped out from ESPN saying that Eric Ten Hag is set to be appointed the next coach of Manchester United. This is coming from ESPN. That's Rob Dawson and Mark Ogden. So looks like it is going to be Eric Ten Hag and not Mauricio. So at the point, hopefully they've not jumped the gun, ESPN. But uh, so let's see what happens. I think we'll know it in the next few days. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I think it it is at the point where you know it's better to uh, get that news and move on because there are two things like it's been it's been kind of a joke, right? Circus going on, people are making fun of it. It's like you know they are doing uh, uh, taking the job interviews for uh, everyone and everything is you know coming out publicly. There have been rumors. I think it's best to you know get some concrete news on it. And as I said, like same thing happened when Ragnik came, right? Like I'm not going to celebrate or feel good unless I see something on the pitch. Even if 
like i already am seeing tweets from people okay eric tan hack so people are already celebrating like okay we are now going to play like how acts do and stuff like that i'm not going to talk about that let's wait let's see that performance on the field and then we'll be happy i'm not going to uh, <laughs> show any emotion till that point but yeah i think we we probably don't need to talk about that right now yeah we still have a long way to go and uh... Moving on from that, another big topic is what to do with Mohamed Salah, right? I mean, um, Salah has been going through a tough patch in terms of his performances for his national team, Egypt. Uh, results have been not going his way. They lost, the, I think, the Africa Cup of Nations AFCON final to Senegal. Then they lost in the World Cup qualifiers to Senegal. And uh, things are not going well and Salah's form also has kind of dipped. So what do we do? I mean, last week we did speak that maybe moving to a United asset in 32 or 33 might be a good short-term move and then getting Salah back in in 34 as they play Everton for the remainder also might work. So is this what we should try and do? Like maybe get Sancho or maybe Fernandes because I think United play Everton and then they play, I think, Norwich and Liverpool, right? So this is just an example of Fernandes who didn't want to get carried away even though Leicester against Leicester the performance was not up to the mark and although he did get an assist so what do we do Shiva maybe Salah out for the shorter so, time so first thing yeah I mean you mentioned right he doesn't look uh, to be on it I really think you know when AFCON got ended and he like played like three games in a row 120 minutes I think that really was a time where Klopp could have given him 10 days break that would really have helped him it's not just you know um, the physical aspect of it also the mental aspect of it I think it's all catching up plus the contract situation uh, he's not looking the same player and from from Liverpool perspective I think that was really a time where you know they were playing Leeds and Norwich maybe Salah could have got rest and you know he he would have been refreshed for this most important uh, uh, period for Liverpool but yeah I mean from from FPL perspective it looks like he might be replaceable but again um coming back to my point which i mentioned last week we have only seven free transfer from now to end of the season or even six if you have are going to use a couple of chips so are you going to use two out of those seven transfer to sell sala and maybe get him back that doesn't really look like a good usage of the free transfer so that is one of the reason why i would avoid selling sala for someone else for those who don't have a wild card left obviously those who have wild card left go switching him uh, to bruno or even not de bruyne but mostly bruno or even sancho or you know change the structure and maybe get ronaldo uh, also for uh, next couple of weeks looks a good choice one more point to add is um, i don't know the exact scenario but i think in the scenario where uh, chelsea beat crystal palace in the cup game there is a chance that united game against chelsea can be moved to game week 34 and in that case uh, Fernandez and Ronaldo are getting fixtures Everton double with Norwich and Liverpool and double with Arsenal and Chelsea obviously that double doesn't feel like you know uh, that much promising but if you really look at Salah's fixtures and Salah's form and uh, how Liverpool crunch fixtures have uh, have been scheduled you really think that Fernandez should come out on top in terms of he's playing five games almost he'll be playing 90 minutes in each of those and Salah will be playing only uh three games and two of them are you know uh kind of tougher opponents and plus in sandwich between the european and uh, cup semi finals so there is a there is a chance or there is a case for moving sala on but for me only for those who have a wild card left and they can you know uh, fix their mistake if because 
he can come back to fam form any time right i mean he, he doesn't need more than a goal or you know maybe one good move or uh, his confidence will be back and he'll be uh, scoring again so there is a risk but yeah those who are especially chasing i would not uh, hesitate to uh, sell him uh, personally for me uh, for the reasons mentioned i am not looking to uh, sell him because uh, i will need him in 34 uh, game week where he's playing everton you know that that might be a cricket score the way liverpool are playing and the way everton are playing so i don't want to be the one who is going uh, without salah in that fixture plus they have a 36 uh, uh, double coming up so definitely don't want to do that plus there is going even if you forget the rest of the fixtures in game week 38 they're going they're playing at home against wolves where salah might be chasing golden boot and if kane is closer by that time he'll be you know uh, super motivated to score goals so i really don't think if you unless you have to or unless you have to chase some ground i really don't think you should even think about it uh, maybe you can live without captaining him but uh, not not selling him at all so i'm not selling him but as i mentioned those who have wild card can definitely think about it no but just the counter which i want to put here is let's say that let's assume for a fact united get two doubles in a row we don't know what might happen so that we might get only when we are closer to 33 because what would you do aren't you let's see even if that doesn't happen let's say it's just a single fixture for united aren't you tempted to get anyone just for the sake of double even though man united yes they're not in good form they're not playing up displaying their performances that well it's not that appealing enough but maybe um getting someone like sancho would you consider rather than uh, doing salah to fernandez so uh Personally, I would get either Fernandez or Ronaldo. Uh, that is the; those are the only two I would consider. Because Sancho, okay, he is nailed now. He is playing games, but if you really look at his role in the team, is more you know to create the chances or you know um, uh, getting the players attracted towards him so that the Brunos and Ronaldos can be free to you know uh, score goals. So I, I really think that getting Sancho does not have any upside. You know, especially that you are will be transferring out some of the other big hitters but to get fernandez and ronaldo for me the way my team is set up i have to get rid of kane if i want to get ronaldo and that is something i am not looking to do because of two things one uh, spurs are looking in great form they are playing brighton in 33 so i mean ronaldo can bang against norwich but again the other fixture is liverpool which you know looks like a, a nail two pointer so in that case can can easily outscore ronaldo and again in 34 United play Arsenal and Kane has, I think, Brentford. So again, that the, immediately next game week, you are going to want Kane back and that hockey-cockey with Ronaldo is not going to be uh, profitable, you know, unless like Ronaldo scores uh, 20 pointers. So I think uh, that is like too much of expectation to do that. Fernandez is someone, you know, who is um, more you can sell that idea uh, to yourself, like getting maybe even hockey-cockey with Salah because with Fernandez, what you get is 100% 90 minutes. Ronaldo, even that is not sure. Uh, so, Fernandez, if you want, yes. But uh, just for the hokey-cokey, especially I have to sell my Spurs assets. I'm not looking to do that at this point of time. Also, one point to add is that, uh, and I mentioned this on the last part, like we are going to watch how uh, United are going to play against Leicester, right? And they didn't really impress. And Norwich, even if they are like almost relegated, uh, they are not considering too many goals, if you see. So, especially with struggling United attack, I 
don't think that it's a fixture where you know you can expect three four goals uh, scored by United so uh, yeah I mean looking at this point I'm not looking to get any of them for just uh, one game week but again if 34 double got announced then and plus the form looks good then I'll think about it then Chris your thoughts I would kind of disagree with your argument about the wildcard thing of course it makes sense definitely but I think if you're willing to captain like Fernandez let's say because in game week 33 I don't really trust anyone for captaincy and I would like to captain it and a fixture against Norwich at home just feels feels really good to me to just ignore it. Even if it's United, last time United were not that convincing and Bruno did a master uh, masterpiece, you know, he, he just shit housed 22, 23 points, whatever that was, uh, in that double. And I think he could do that again. I think his, form, his personal form is good. He's also scored a brace in, uh, with Portugal, which of course helps uh, his confidence and stuff. And I think United, well, they only have to play for the league and the fourth place. So they need to get their shit together and they need to, you know, push for that fourth place. So uh, I think with the full focus on the league, uh, I might want to, you know, uh, invest in them short term, of course. And I'm willing to captain, I think I would captain Fernandez. Surely, and if he gets a double, then that's a bonus for me. Uh, but I just think hockey, hockey between uh, some premium assets might be the best way to gain ground because many will be hesitant to do it. And I think I'm I'm, I'm already well placed for the doubles. I've got many uh, Spurs players, Arsenal players. I think uh, my double players are in, are well set, and I won't need many transfers for those. So I think. Um, for my personal team, I think it would benefit me to just, you know, take some short-term risks and go for it with uh, those premium assets. So, so you mentioned hockey, hockey. So, let's say you get uh, Fernandez for Salah for 33. Are you going to get Salah back in 34 right away, or what are your thoughts? Yeah, uh, I mean, actually, my plan is to get uh, Fernandez from this game because I've got a, I've got two free transfers and and I really don't know where to use them. Or like uh, I don't want to burn one, of course. So I really struggle to find a current placement that I know. Like I want to get this guy. I want to get this guy because with lesser assets, it's tricky. You want to know what happens in the like the conference league tie. You don't really know. So I think my only like uh, move that makes sense right now is to just move on Salah. He's been on a bad a bad form. Match City. I don't think they'll concede more than twice. That's, and that's like a maximum twice I think uh, in the Etihad they will be really tight they will look to uh, outplay Liverpool uh, I just don't see them yeah, conceding more than twice Salah has been a bit out of the picture I don't know he might get a penalty or something but I think the overall game from Bruno Everton are a really bad uh, team defensively you know as we said in the last pod they're a ship that's going down it's drowning and if you can recall, guys, the Bruno Fernandes 17-pointer last season, like Everton away. I don't believe in those in this in those things, but you never know, guys. You never know. Yeah. Uh, I, I think I think it could happen again, and I think I want to be on that side of variance, like I was last time Bruno hold. Uh, and and then I, I'm actually thinking I'll get De Bruyne 
because the fixtures are, are really good yeah so i think we had a lot of discussion about fernandes and all the only thing i remembered was that when i was speaking to my brother a bit earlier i told him like i just gave him an idea saying that i might get fernandes he's saying that everton might beat us at goodison <laughs> really? that's what everton fans are hoping that's what everton fans it's are like, hoping and and it's like united are like robin hood right they take points from the top and they give it to the bottom clubs help them survive so don't be surprised if something happens and, and you know like uh, there is really top four spot to play for us and i really don't understand why the players are not motivated and maybe it's mad hope but what i'm hoping maybe if the new manager news is coming out right now it is the last chance you know for the players to feel that okay they need to impress the new uh, manager and maybe they need to put on a good show for rest of the games and maybe they'll show some form or they'll show some effort that that's what my hope is it might be a mad hope and it doesn't happen uh, but yeah i mean let's see what happens Okay, enough of Man United and Fernandes. I mean, Fernandes has Chris spoke about scoring against Macedonia and all. I mean, don't know what is going to happen. Man United are so inconsistent. Anyways, let's look at what is exactly right in front of us. That is Game Week 32. Because we need to first go through Game Week 32 to reach 33. And obviously, the biggest game, arguably, at this junction is City against Liverpool. And I mean... two top sides defensively and offensively logically draw only seems like the right result but whoever wins this game is definitely inching towards the title right i mean yeah yeah uh, uh, the 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 first thought comes to my mind right like from the experience whenever we, these are the kind of games when we are looking forward to a lot usually end up in you know kg encounters where no team is uh, really going uh, for it because there is a lot at stake and it ends up more often than not a nil nil or you know a one or i hope it's not really the case because uh, it really is up to what klopp thinks you know because let's say if he is of the opinion that the liverpool are okay with a draw and then the rest of the seven games it just head to head whoever is the better whoever wins the next seven games they will win the title if they keep it like that i really can see a kg draw but klopp really thinks that he has to go in this game if he has to catch city and if he goes out there to really win it i mean i know what he will play to win it but like really win it and show some intent then uh, i i think then we might be in for a good game because uh, uh, because then if you if i remember correctly last game uh, against city uh, klopp started four attackers and that kind of little bit surprised the city uh, especially in at the start of the game so something like that might happen uh, but yeah i mean as much as i'm excited for this game i i know at the back of my mind it might you know might uh, turn out to be a very kg affair uh, to be honest i think liverpool need to go for it for it i don't think they can afford to draw or something i think they need to win this game it's for me it's clear cut they need to win because if they don't win I, i i think the title will not go to Anfield I, th- I think they need to win to maintain the chance I think City will not uh, joke around if they maintain the lead they will probably crush their their winning opponents guys uh, uh, that's my outlook on it uh, of course both teams will remain serious but if if Liverpool don't get a result they might actually switch their focus uh, if you know in the Champions League uh, I think that's very possible so I think if City wins Uh, that gives an edge like for selling Salah because 
I, if, if Liverpool, you know, they reach like game week 34, 35, and there's like a six-point gap, I just, I can't see them, you know, stressing too much about the league. Uh, they, 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 I think they, they would like to win uh, Champions League, uh, which I think they could. I think that they're in a better position to win that if they lose to Man City uh, on Sunday. Yeah, I just read a yeah. weird uh, stat. Um, I don't know that I listened to some part or read. Uh, City have failed to take points against only four teams this season. Palace, two times. Spurs, two times. Southampton, two times. And Liverpool, once. And this is their eighth game in that way. The rest of all the games that they have... Uh, taken three points from so i mean in in that way it's like all destined for liverpool at least getting a draw out of it but yeah you never know i mean historically palace have been a bogey team for city hasanutal generally troubles the top four always by Mm. doing his antics but i think this game is well set as a draw i feel right it's gonna be a tight it's not gonna be a tight game it's gonna be an open end game but because of what's at stake and how these teams are defensively, they're capable, how well they're offensively capable, evenly matched, I think logically it seems like both might take a point and move. Yeah. And and uh, for Chris, I uh, agree to your point in certain uh, some extent that Liverpool have to go for it. But let's say at by 60th minute, there is a nil-nil or say one-all draw. Then I don't think Klopp will say, okay, we, I have to win it in next 20 minutes because what he'll say, it's better to be in the race till the end where, you know, yeah. City might be bumped up with some crunch fixtures. They might have some injuries. They might drop some points, which we have seen some of the weaker teams, they drop points again. So I can see like, okay, maybe some both of the managers would like to go for a win and start really strong. But if the game doesn't have a clear winner or game doesn't have a yeah. uh, advantage for one of the teams in the first half then i see that second half is played a little bit cautiously yeah yeah i do agree with you i i think one of the two managers is gonna try to do something unexpected i think it's one of the games that they might think that they want to do something different uh outplay uh, the other manager but i yeah i do agree that if the game plays out like a like in a draw, like in the dying minutes, I don't think they're, they're going to risk it too much. But I want to add that Liverpool, defensively, uh, they're not good, guys. They're, they've been really poor. They concede too many chances to to really average teams. And I think if they allow City to get these, that amount of chances, they won't they want the, they want get away with it, guys. Uh, that, yeah, that's la- last... Last so many games, there has been at least one instance where Allison had to bail them off, bail them out, and I, I mean that's not going to stay. I, I completely agree with it. Liverpool defense does not look good. Obviously, they don't like defend per like def- as a defensive team. They defend from the front, and uh, they are set up to you know have those kind of counter attacks attacks against them. But yeah, even even Watford, like I think the chance which fell to Kucho, he he really should have scored. I mean. How many times? I think Allison is has uh, saved them like maybe worth like eight to ten points this season. I mean that's totally understandable. Even last week, we were speaking about Alexander Arnold, right? What a story it turned out to be, right? For <laughs> for people transferring him out, set to transferring him out, those who transferred him out. I mean getting in Kanchio didn't turn out to be that bad. I mean he got his points. Trent didn't start, but Trent did play against Benfica. 
and all of a sudden he did recover right as expected we knew that this was all a show and drama done by liverpool obviously not not allowing him to play in the international game so that he can rest and recover and you know be fit on time he did he could have played against watford but good he didn't play and against benfica i think they did win 3-1 right so more or less they are on their way to the next round and city also winning against atleti so we'll see what happens and i think liverpool are set to play nine games in april so out of which they have already played two they still have seven so a lot of congested fixtures and then they are again going to play city in the quarter finals of the fa cup so i think klopp is going to get bored of pep seeing him again and again over the course of next three weeks <laughs> Three to four weeks. Yeah, uh, FPL. Like talking we, uh, in terms of FPL, right? What we want to talk. Uh, are you guys thinking of benching any of the City or Liverpool uh, assets this game week? Because uh, for for me, I don't have City defender and I only have Trent, so I have only one defender. So I'm I'm not benching him. But like I have seen some teams where they have Robo Trent double or Cancelo Laporte double. Are you thinking of benching any one of them? Yeah, I've got Trent and Salah. So obviously stays if if he stays in my team he's not gonna be benched but uh, Trent it's a tricky I think they'll definitely concede I, I can't see them keeping a clean sheet I'll be honest but there is potential for attacking returns and I think Fraser will not will not score Trent I mean he could but uh, I don't really trust him to cover a Halion defender and I really want to see the chances of James starting. On uh, against Southampton because I don't want to have another cameo from him. So if I think he he's very likely to start, then Trent might be benched. However, if if he if he seems unlikely, I'm definitely starting Trent and you know maybe Fraser too. In my case, I have Salah and Trent. Uh, if Salah stays, I'm thinking of bringing Salah to Fernandez. I'm not sure I may end up also not doing, but Salah will start if he's there in my team. In terms of Trent, uh, I might bench him for Doherty. I'm not sure because that's just the immediate impact of benching Doherty the previous week and seeing uh, 14 points scored. It might be a joke. Yeah. Seeing Trent and Aston Villa are not looking good. So yeah. yeah. So might more or less I might bench Trent and put him as a first sub, but we'll see. Hopefully Trent. Doesn't score a double digit all and then Doherty scores a single. This is getting absolutely memed by doing yeah. that. I think just quick on the Chris point on James. I think uh, if he starts against today against Real Madrid and play like close to ninety, I I don't think uh, Tuchel can risk him against Southampton, right? I mean, obviously he's coming back from back to back injuries. I don't think he should be risked. Yeah, I doubt he starts that game. I was actually thinking of uh, moving him on, but I, I don't really know who to get. And that's the issue with the defenders right now. There's so much uncertainty, in my opinion. Because, uh, you know, uh, the, good, the good teams, they don't have doubles. You don't really know how to prioritize the league or the other competitions. And again, you have Leicester, who, like, not the best defense, but the, the fixtures are there. So, Castan. Comes an option, I think. I think he's he's a quite you know nice differential to own. Uh, I think I would li- I would like to have him in my team at some point. But again, it's just too much uncertainty, too many meh options, if I may say it like this. It's it's all just a bit uh, blank right now. And so I think and for so, neutrals, right? I mean, it it might 
uh, feel bad for Leicester and Chelsea fans. I think for FPL, it will be really good if Chelsea and Leicester are like dumped from the European competitions uh, in this round. Because if they yeah. reach the later stages, I think game week 36 and 37, they are going to be so not that much of uh, enticing game weeks because they can you can buy their player and they can easily play only 90 minutes in uh, double game week and you are like uh, selling double game week uh, single game week assets for those and it might not go well but yeah i mean uh, i think it also depends on the top four race like for chelsea especially because i think if chelsea do not manage to lock top four they can't they can't mess around the league i think losing champions league football would be the worst scenario at this point. Yeah. So especially with new one that's coming in. Let's keep in mind this. I, th- I think we, we cannot afford to lose it. So if we do manage to secure that, I, th- I do agree that there's gonna be rotation uh, if if we manage to pull through uh, the Real Madrid tie. Well, I think game week 37 as things stand might be the congested week around for Chelsea. I think they might play games in three days and all. So so we might see rotations there. But other than that, Chelsea are, I think, placed uh, third at the moment with 59 points, although they've just played 29 games. So, we'll see what happens. If, although they did lose last week to Brentford, a very surprise defeat, to be honest. Nobody saw that coming. And for Rudiger's haul, all the way went from, I think, double-digit to single-digit uh, expectations. I mean, nothing is in control. Right? This, this turned out to be like that last season, this West Brom defeat, right, which came out of nowhere. No, I just say I was just gonna say that Chelsea always have that crazy result once in the season, and you you obviously have two defenders from the, from them, as I did last year and this year too. So just uh, ignore this result, I think. Just forget about it. So the last segment we come on to is the captaincy, and the last time when we spoke about Salah towards the end, we were a bit worried about the curse that might strike because it was the early kickoff. And again, boy, oh boy, that did happen. Mahatma Gandhi won. Gandhi ji, Jindabad. So, turned out GG to be... well played. GG well played. I mean, uh, that's just a joke, but sometimes I don't know why does this happen. It was like set to happen based on Salah's performances, right? Over the last few weeks. It was just we had to captain him for the sake of... Uh, not losing points in KC Halls, right? Because my vice captain was Son, and I I knew that Son was going to do something, and Son is in good form. I, think I sh- should have gone with that, but seeing seeing that same situation that happened in what game week six or nine, Havertz, Haw, Blank, Salah, Hattrick, that is still scaring me, and I think many other managers too, right? But again, Liverpool. I mean, definitely we are not going to. I think we might have a split in captaincy finally, but dead teams will be there that will have captaincy on Salah and he might score a penalty. Yeah, Salah's EO is going to be like 120% uh, anyway because uh, there are going to be dead teams and there are going to be some people who are going to cap Salah because there is no other option that, you know, uh, stands out. So, and you never know, like he might come back to form in this game itself so yeah but yeah uh in this week i think uh by default i think everybody else is captaining kane those who have him because aston villa are not looking that great and spurs have everything to play for they have been looking really good in the last couple of games especially and i think kane uh, uh, looks uh, to be my captain so i think in my case it's on so on but if we do get fernandez let's say for salah although on paper it makes sense captaining him right giving him a go 
all based on Everton's performances. So I think he might edge in over Son just in case we don't have Kane because I don't have Kane. I have Lacazette. And Brighton also are, I think, definitely are on the beach at this moment, right? They're just enjoying their Brighton beach, right? Walking from the stadium, from the MX to the beach, seeing the seagulls and coming back for just one point. Right, against Norwich, they drew, right? It was a goalless draw. <laughs> and I think it was Mope who missed a penalty, right? Good old Mope. Yeah, it was XG of 2.5 in that game for Brighton. So, Brighton are really back. Brighton, the, the peak Brighton is back. We have XG, but no goals. Do you guys remember the Brighton uh, against West Brom last year? They missed two penalties. And I remember I had a, a Maitland Niles from West Brom that game. And, and I was watching it, that game, in hopes of a clean shit. One penalty, they missed. Second penalty, I say, okay, I give up. It, no, it's not going to happen. They missed again. And they, I think they found the post like three times or something. That was a crazy, crazy game. I swear to God, I don't know how they, they managed to do these things. Uh, it's beyond me. Yeah, so maybe in Arsenal, I said they did lose badly to Palace. A sort of an unexpected defeat in terms of the margin. But I think uh, it was TNA, right? I think he was out for the remainder of the season. So, I think it was Nuno Tawas who came, who started to play. And I think he got subbed off. We're not certain whether he keeps his place or not. And people are... I think there are a lot of managers that have TNA. So, we don't know what is going to happen now. I mean, in terms of replacements, obviously, you can go to Ben White. Just a straight swap for Arsenal, considering their doubles and all. But other than that, any other assets for those who have TNA, they could look at. Uh, I would think those do- who don't have Doherty can uh, definitely look at that. I don't think he is that highly owned. So, I, obviously, the, that will be the first uh, point for people to look into. Also, if somebody is looking for any short-term punts, like as I think United defender like Maguire can be a go because Everton uh, are... Even see, Everton and Norwich, they are playing those two games. So, obviously, if you are taking a punt, that can be an option. Uh, obviously, there are some sensible options, uh, like I mentioned, uh, Doherty. But uh, one thing that I would want to highlight is people may not want to get another Arsenal defender just like like for like replacement because the way they look defensively yesterday, especially without Tierney on that left-hand side, Saka, if he gets moved to the left-back, then we are not only losing uh, the good FPL option, but again, we might have to, you know... Uh, uh, tear our teams to you know get him out of our team and maybe get find some replacement so i hope that doesn't happen but i, I wouldn't definitely get any arsenal replacement i would look for any uh, spurs or maybe you know, uh upgrade it to any of the chelsea or city uh, defense that's what the best way to do well i think there's a chance that ben white goes right back and cedric plays left back god knows what will happen these are the options if saka doesn't go back to the left back spot but we'll see what arteria does whether he plays a back three or not in terms of united again very unreliable. But in terms of punts, right? I don't know. Maybe Alex Telles. He could probably start. I don't know. I'm, I'm, there are some rumblings here and there. And I feel maybe Luxo might be pinched because of his horrific performances. Even I think he got kind of injured, right? So, I think what is Telles? He's a prized five, right? So, Beguire is definitely someone who will play. He's the club captain for now. But uh, I'm not really enticed in terms of United players to pick. Maybe I think Chris was talking about Leicester players, right? Maybe someone like Kastangne. So, there are or Barnes, yeah. potentially. But I, I wouldn't go too much into it. Leicester are just... Uh, this year, I think they're a pain in the ass. I'll, I'll say like uh, They're a pain in the ass because you don't know who to own. Vardy's always injured. So, that, that train is gone. 
for good. I don't think anyone else is going to be touching him. In a nutshell, is he starts, he doesn't. He was good for like a fraction of last season. But so I think the only options realistically are Madison, who, who again, fit, not fit. I think Barnes is the only one who's now in, in a good uh, condition and in, in, in good form. And then uh, and the friendly price, I think he's the only real option in that team. And, you know, I think if Castan, he seems to be fit. So uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't say no to a pound for him. But despite that, I don't, I don't think you want to touch Leicester uh, at any cost. Yeah, so I think most of us have our plans, maybe moving Rafinha to one of the Leicester guys just for the doubles. So I think we started with captaincy and we just totally moved away from... <laughs> from players to captain and we went to TNE replacements and we just made an entire circle we'll just circle back to captaincy now and just looking at game week 32 in general I think Southampton Chelsea is again is a very good game not that easy on paper Hassan Noodle might again go and just you know trouble all these top sides right he'll just you know what he say he'll frustrate them and his team will just play so that right so that's a very good game Watford Leeds is this finally the week wherein Rafinha returns Finally, something for all the no. pain he has, suffering he has caused. No. I'm pretty confident, no. He's going to hit the post four times and he's going to score uh, Lively, uh, so good. How has Rafinha not scored yet? How has Rafinha not got points yet? We've, we've seen it too many times. So I, uh, I, just, I just hate him, honestly. So, FPL might need to add something else to their bonus point system, right? Ex-Lively, based on how well you play, you get another additional bonus scores added. So You need, you need to get... But for like uh, creating big chances or something, he, he'd get like many points. He, he'd be like top scoring mids because he always does something, but he doesn't get anything from it. I don't know. It's it's he's, it's quite crazy that he's only got one double digit hole, and it's from a double game week. I think is it? It is. I think. Thirty. Yeah. So the next game is actually Aston Villa Spurs. It's a good game in terms of the top four race. I think Spurs, um, in terms of quality, they should uh, try to get the three points. But Villa, you never know, right? Might turn up all of a sudden after, uh, let's say, a very inconsistent run of performances over the last few games. They might just, you know, wake up in trouble Spurs. So we don't know. Uh, Brentford, West Ham, Leicester, Palace, all are, I mean... Games that might go either way, we don't know. And uh, Norwich Burnley is probably a game to watch out for, right? Wherein uh, it's <laughs> this is the week wherein I... we need to hope that Burnley keep clean sheet and something happens, but don't know what is going to happen, right? Classic and, and as it as it stands, I'm going to have double defense Burnley in that game. Tarkovsky and Pope. I'll have Roberts <laughs> and Pope. <laughs> and imagine oh, Puki so... Puki coming and scoring one. Yeah, it'll happen, man. It'll happen. So Burnley are like, like I'm. I'm playing the double game week cards, but I don't have any expectation. Let's see how they look today. And then the last game is City Liverpool that we did speak. I think so. I think we've kind of covered up everything that has been going on over the last few days in terms of 32. Anything you want to add, you? Yeah, I mean, we didn't really talk FPL much, but I mean, a lot of plans are moving around, you know, 33 double game weeks and then the fixtures got announced and 32 game week is really, you know, it's a kind of a game week nobody really wants to be excited for, but we have to play it anyway <laughs> as a part of the game. So yeah. it will just, you know, uh, go like that. There's not, nothing exciting about this game. I think what everyone is expecting, if they don't get 
good green arrow at least their red arrow is not as big that's all all the expectation is so i think i'll i'll, I'll take a gray arrow in this game week chris do you want to add something before we yeah uh yeah this game week i think it, we need to pull it uh, through so we can get to the exciting part guys and uh i think it's gonna be important to uh captain the right player this game ago and to make the right decisions uh if if you have to make some like me i have two free transfer i think i need to make one right move right now to set myself a bit better but despite that yeah i really want to skip this game and uh, move on to the the good part so i think that brings us somewhat to the end of this episode 29 hope those who had all listened to it gained some knowledge and uh, we'll be back again next week once game week 32 is done finally looking at game week 33 because we'll have more information and more players to pick as it's always better to talk about these double fixtures once we are just approaching them or they are just the next game week in focus so it makes the discussion a bit more let's say uh, interesting because forms and injuries everything comes into play do uh, drop us a rating slash review on apple podcast and spotify and that's it we'll see you all next week Thank you.